0: This is the fifth in our series of Faikore. The speech we're about to hear was given by Koro Wetere at the funeral of Sir Eduera Tirikatene, Member of Parliament for Southern Māori and a prominent member of the Ratana Church, who died on the 5th January, 1967, aged 72. His tangihanga was held at his home marae at the Hiwi Marama, Kayapoe, and he was buried at Kaeateatua Cemetery. Sir Edwera Tirikatene was born at Kaiapoi on 5th January 1895, the eldest child of Captain John Driver Trigarthen and his wife, Tini Tuhuru of Arapata Horau. Tirikatene, of course, is the Maori form of his father's surname. On the Maori side of his ancestry, he was of the senior line of descent from Tuhuru, Ariki Ongaitahu, and conqueror of Westland. He was Tuhuru's great uh, great grandson. His paternal great great grandfather was Lord Trigartham. Now I ought to make a brief statement about Korowetere, whose speech we're about to hear. At the time of the Tangihanga for Sir Edward Atirikaten, Koro Waitere was a tekuiti farmer with a sheep and cattle run. He was also the campaign organizer for Mrs. Ratana, then the Member of Parliament for Western Maori. He had joined the Labour Party in 1957 and was secretary of the tekuiti branch. In 1969, Wetere succeeded Mrs. Ratana as the Labour representative for Western Maori. He is a member of Ngati Apakura, on his father's side and of Ngāti Runga Terangi on his maternal side and these are both sub-tribes of Ngāti Maniapoto. Since 1959 he has been an officiating member of the Ratana Church and with his election continued the tradition started by Tirikatene of Māori members of Parliament being affiliates of the Ratana Church. He was about 32 at at the time of this speech. He would claim that he was a mere novice in whaikorero at the time of this tangihanga. For a person of his years, little more than 30, he performed quite creditably. To use his own words, you've no idea how daunting the experience was, especially in front of such a huge audience. Now let's hear the Faikorero by Koro
1: Wetter. a nai, Ono mātua, ono tīwpuna, jāhoa tanga o si katoa. I ho mai nai rungeta, te marae, tatu, o tūranga waiwai, te maungahoki ko taupiri, o te moana, ko waigato. No te iwi, mo tātu katoa ka hui marae आप वहाँ तू नहीं, तेरा कोई तो, तेरा कोई तो। ऐसा मातूएं तेरी। इसको लताई है तो नहीं मैं तो कौन है? वो कौन है ना इस तिरह की, कौन लतिरा, by the time of the team of the one, the one who is the high, king, I have a kind of 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 a kind they never got to us. Don't worry. They don't have to come out with the fight. We're not going to see that. We hear Mike, our own Mike, young Mother, Lahore, Mother Time Mike. It's about. I go and all neighbors to follow the government of my tongue, bear us <laughs> to I don't want I'll finish. You with
0: here to discuss the speech are myself, Bill Parker from Ngatipurong, Luca Broughton from Mahotea,
2: and
0: Palmaty Kruger from Tuhoi. Luca, you were present at that Tangihanga. Would you like to uh, comment?
2: It's certainly a great crowd. There are a lot of people there. And um, I could imagine how Koro felt at the time. Well, before he actually got up to do his white corridor, one uh, I think it was a local man had uh, been had been sat down by one of the local fellows from there, and then uh, the marae was open to all of the manuidi, the visitors, and uh, so at that point I stood up and two others, and Koro was uh, one of the other. And um, the third man was a much older man than uh, ourselves. He sat down, and Koro wouldn't sit down, and I wasn't going to sit down until he turned round and I noticed he was wearing a collar. So. Um, I thought rather than uh, let all the people see two parsons <laughs> having a having a go at each other on the marae, I i had better bow out. So I, I, I bowed out and Koro carried on. And when Koro had finished his waikorero, I, I stood up after and we were followed by uh, Mrs Iriakaratama. It was quite an experience.
0: Well, I was there myself. The television people had hired me to act as liaison uh, officer for them uh, at, at the Marae because they were making a f- uh, film. Uh, one significant thing about that funeral, as many Pākehā people attended that funeral as Maoris, mm-hmm. And of course I was positioned near the entrance gate uh, with photographers and, uh, and so on. And uh, as As Pākehās came on the Marais, so many of them veered towards where I was standing and asked where they should go and what they should do. It was Pākehā people seeking the advice of Māoris as to how to do certain things in a particular situation. And it crossed my mind what a shame it is that uh, we're not consulted uh, more often as we were consulted on the day of the funeral. Now, about the uh, speech itself. It's a very brief uh,
3: fai corridor, straight to the point. I only know two instances where uh, fai corridors are brief. One, usually when the person is speaking for the first time on the marae. Uh, it's a new experience, so their speeches tend to be short and straight to the point.
0: Talking to uh, Korowetere um, the other day, he told me how he had great difficulty in trying to, to um, condition himself to mm-hmm. stand up because he admits that that was the biggest hui at which he had spoken at that point of time. Now that he's a parliamentarian, of course, I mean, he's speaking to big audiences around the country. But uh, at that particular time, he was 32, and that was the first major speech he had given on any morai and he hadn't uh, given a speech to such a vast audience before
3: yeah the the only
0: other instance
3: i know of uh, speeches this brief is uh, those performed by elders of note who are so used to corded on the morai that they can afford and they have the power to be brief and uh, i've uh, i've just returned from uh, from one such uh, hui up at Mudupara, where Eriwera Manuero was present, and after the long whaikorero was on the marae, he finally had the opportunity to stand up and give a whaikorero. He stood up, he greeted the tangata whenua and put down his koha and sat down. And people around me commented, only an elder can do that.
0: It's a commentary on the adaptability of the, of the Maori people. Hmm. They somehow or other have a feeling as to when to make their... The speech long or brief. You see, in the particular situation where, uh, where Ruka and Kurowetre and them were, were, were speaking, there were crowds coming onto the Marae. Mm. And I think everybody was conscious of not making the uh, individual speeches too, too, too long, mm. so as to give other people a, an opportunity to pay tribute to the uh, great man who was lying there, Sir Edward Tirikatene.
3: Yes. And of course, Koro was aware of the fact himself. Uh, I heard him mention in his fake order, puto uh, te kakau the pipe," that his
0: speech uh, would be short and brief,
3: and which it
0: is. And of course, that's uh, uh, that uh, phrase that is uh, used over and over again on the Morai when it's necessary. You mm-hmm. know, not to prolong a, a speech, they simply say, "Kia puto pipe," let the stem of the pipe be short. So that you can feel its warmth, <laughs> the very beginning
2: of the of Koros call it all. Uh, I suppose you call it, could call it the the Waikato formula, where they um, paid due reverence to to God, and then to to the Arik, the Queen. This is this oh, yeah. is uh, peculiar to the, the Waikato
0: people. people. Sort of, the of uh, way of identifying oneself, mm. you know, good. by by beginning your speech in a particular way. The people in the audience will know straight away that you're a, a member of the Ratana uh, uh, faith, or if a speech begins in a particular way and begins with uh, salutations to uh, mm. Queen Tate Rangika who you know that that's as possibly as a Tainui person, a Waikato person it's mm. um, a point of identification and of course it's it's interesting to note that it's uh, an area of change here Uh, Because the old Tauparaparas and the old Fakararas, they belong to certain uh, tribes and to certain uh, geographical areas. And uh, sometimes they would select a particular one so as to, uh, uh, well, his way of uh, introducing himself. Immediately, Mm. people know, ah, that person belongs to so and so a tribe. Mm. Uh, That person comes from such and such a place.
2: This one here, I think it's uh, of biblical uh, origin. This fear God, honour the, all well, in the Bible, honour the king.
3: Where well, he has got a flexibility of translations, isn't it? Fear,
2: reverence. Yeah, yeah. reverential fear. <laughs>
1: at the
3: the very beginning of the speech, where he starts off with the uh, Tihei Modi I've heard variations of that uh, people, others saying Tihe. I'm just wondering if there is a correct form or it's just, is it just a tribal variation between
2: Tihe and Tihe? just a variation, I
0: think. Mm. I think originally it must have been Tihe because um, it's, it comes to us from ancient times. Um it was the male, the Tohunga, who attended to uh, childbirth. Mm. And he had baptismal uh, rites. Mm-hmm. The sprinkling of water was not did not come to us from, from uh Christianity. Mm-hmm. Māoris already had that. The old Tohungas used to used to sprinkling the newborn child with with water. And um the tohunga in bringing the child in, into, in, into the world would be hopeful, of course, that the child would live. But there must have been times when an accident occurred and the child did not live. And uh, as far as I know, the tohunga in bringing that child into the world would wait for it to sneeze and immediately... It sneezed. It was the first sure sign of the Tohunga that that child mm. was going to live. So you see the Tihe Mauliora that you hear, uh, uh, it's, it's called out aloud. It's a way of um, affirming that everything is good, everything is, uh, is right, and we have reason to hope for the best. Mm. A very good uh, application of that was at the opening of the um, uh, Tamatekapua Meeting House in 1943, I think. The late Tai Mitchell sent out an invitation to the opening of the magnificently carved meeting house, Tamatekapua, at Ohinemutsu. And the first line on his invitation card was, Tihe And he translated it, Be of good cheer. Mm-hmm. Now that's neat, I think. Because you have to re- recall that Second World War was on. Mm. Most of our young people were at the battlefront. Uh, well, uh, we weren't that confident at that point of time that we would win out. Mm. But he used Tihe Maudiora as a way of getting over his own conviction that we'll come out of it,
2: mm.
0: that is, come out of the, of, of the war. Well, and come out of it. Well, we did. When uh, five
3: corridors occur, there, there's the usual uh, mihi, or greeting to the house and to the marae. wondering uh, about the deeper significance of uh, of why or- orators greet
2: the house and the marae. I think this goes for any people. The land is sustenance; mm. you depend on the land. And the same for house. Another thing with uh, which is uh, peculiar to our people is that uh, they were that close to nature that everything was personified. Mm. The, ha- the land represents Papa uh, Tuanuku, and the house, Lestane or Piri. Mm-hmm. So they were very close. It was not only the effect that it was part of nature, but was something that they depended on, and they were personally part of, and they regarded these things as, uh, uh, what you call it, which uh, is well, like how they regard people, I suppose.
0: They paid tribute to the god Tani, mm. because the meeting house is made of Wood, the wood belongs to the god Tane. So in the Maori way of sorting out his priorities, first things first, Mm. to pay tribute to the god Tane, who provided the house. Well, the Maoris uh, address the house as Tane Fokapiripiri. That is Tane who brings people closely together, Mm. that is in that house that belongs to him. Mm. He says, Tane Faroro. The building that bu- brings people in to stretch their legs out. is another term they use for, for that meeting house, mm. where they bring people in to snore their heads off. <laughs> yes. Now, the basic idea here is the importance of people coming closely yes. together. And in an age of technological... Uh, um, creations such as we are going through, these are the sort of human, human values that the Maoris are trying to cling on to, mm. the need for people to come closely to, uh, to, together, to know one another, to work for one another, to live for one another. <laughs>
3: Could one also assume that uh, if you hear somebody greeting the marae or the house, that he's a uh, manihiri tuara, you know, a stranger to that particular marae? Uh, often uh, people who, who are frequent visitors to a particular marae, uh, they do not uh, greet the house. They go straight in to the mihis or to the purpose of the gathering.
0: Mm. Well, in a previous generation anyway, marae did not like... Repeating what somebody else had uh, mm. had said previously. Mm. Now, in our uh, time and age, of course, you have a lot of young speakers standing mm. up. Don't quite know the uh, inner meanings of some of these things, and uh, you find a lot of repetition.
2: Mm. Well, sometimes, you know, when uh, when I if I call it, or if uh, one or two speakers have referred to to the mates, mm. sometimes I leave the mates out altogether. Mm. Mm or if he's referred to a, to a, they've referred to a certain thing enough, I usually leave that matter out and go on to something else.
3: For the mere fact that it's
2: already been mentioned mm. sufficiently. It's just become yeah. repetitious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm.
3: As I see Koros' speech, it's, as I've said, it's, it's quite brief and straight in the point. What, what I've noted, though, is that the terms that he's used to refer to Tirikaten, uh, matua and even Tiri. he abbreviates titi uh, kathan into Tiri. refers to him in his capacity in the ratana religion as the pul Pillar of the Church, Terangatida.
1: What <laughs> I I we were time
2: he was generally known as Teddy called Teddy was called Teddy by most people and
3: uh I was wondering what particular significance uh, his reference to Rotohiko is. Is that Peg Jones, is
0: it? No, Mr. No. Paige Jones' elder brother, Rotohiko Mick Jones. Towards the, the end of his speech, he, he,
3: he mentions kia kaha, kia mana kia mai. Be strong, be stout-hearted, and be brave, I suppose, or be bold. Mm. And... Uh, that, that would almost uh, equate, I would say, a modern-day fagotoki. Right. So it can, could be used in in that sense.
0: Well, of course, it's the it's the thing about uh, about Fakatauki or or proverbs, sayings. Is that the timelessness? Mm. Of, of the message or the injunction.
2: One thing uh, that strikes me about the whole quite Kaurau, looking at it, there's that general pattern. In Waikato, he refers to, the, to, his, to, to, to his, uh, his own wakatauki, uh, his own uh, the formula, as I said before. Then they come to the marai, the house, the deceased, the mate, Aye. the whare mate, ah, yes. and then to the There's a pattern flowing through
1: it.
3: Oh, by, by mentioning the rino and fetu and uh, mate, yeah. that, that's a reference to the whare mate. <laughs>
0: I think you detect in his voice the nervousness that he was suffering from. For quite a while he had uh, deliberated as to whether he should give it or or, or not. Mm. But um, he decided to uh, to speak when uh, there were other younger people of his age, age group prepared to stand up and, and so he thought that uh, if they could do it he could mm. and of course the lesson here is this that uh, many of us grow up knowing how to speak Maori mm. and come a stage when we must ask ourselves whether we should come to the fore on the Mara and uh, and talk mm. true I mean you start off making errors for instance, now, there are errors, grammatical errors in this speech. There are two or three of them. and But uh, you expect it from uh, younger people. Mm. And you achieve perfection through making errors. Mm. The thing is to have the gumption to stand up and yeah. and uh, speak. Mm. And once you um, you've given your first speech, your second speech, your third speech, you, you, you're right after that. Mm.
3: Maoris of the younger generation do uh, know the difference they do draw a difference between uh, Maori spoken at home and the Maori that is on the marae and often I've I've heard uh, people interested in, in Maori culture say why why do why don't these young maoris stand up and speak on the marae or why do why don't they sort of try and push themselves to end up on the marae. And uh, I've explained that Māoris are aware that the, the Māori used on the marae is quite different from the Māori that they speak at home. Uh, just because you can speak Māori does not give you
0: the ability to speak on the marae. It's quite a different area altogether. Well, Maori uh, the Māori they speak <coughs> at home is conversational Māori. Hmm. And the, uh, the language of the Marai, of course, is formal language.
3: Mm. And the whole language uh, on the Marai, of course, is of high standard. Mm. And uh, both tests your, your ability in the language and your knowledge, your cultural knowledge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the younger people, um, it's true to say, say the younger people ran about my generation when we were much younger. We were exposed to a lot of it, could hear, you know, it was going on all the time. Whereas the young people of today would probably have to depend on, uh, on what we're doing now, on mm. tape recorders. Yeah,
0: that's the yes. big difference between those who grew up two generations ago and those growing up mm. right now, mm. is that two generations ago they were exposed to it all the mm. time. Mm. Because it was all around them. I mean, we lived out in the country areas. Mm. It was widely spoken. But um, mm. increasingly with the years, we'll be picking up our Maori in town, mm-hmm. and we are not going to be exposed to it in the way that our parents were in their time. was produced for the Continuing Education Unit of Radio New Zealand from materials supplied by the Centre for Māori Studies and Research of the University of the Waikato.